Jesus. We're gonna we're clicking to go live right now. It's showing live on the screen, so um, we're live. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. You are the God of our salvation. We thank you, the God of our creation. You're the God over everything. So, Lord, everything that we do, oh God, let us uh, give you the praise, the honor. We come this evening, oh God, lifting up the name of Jesus, oh God, to give you all the praise, all the honor, all of the glory. We exalt you because you are God and God alone. And besides you, Father, there is no one other than you, God. And we thank you right now for the presence of the Holy Spirit that's on this line. We adore you, God. We believe, oh God. It says, only believe, only believe that all things are possible. So, God, right right now, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Pastor Julius Washington, God, and we lift up First Lady Mary Washington, oh God, of Living Hope Kingdom Ministry. We thank you, God, for the anointed word. We thank you for a life that's been hollowed out by their love, their sacrifices as pastors of Living Hope Kingdom Ministry here in Chicago, oh God. And we praise your holy name. We thank you for Pastor John Chisholm, Pastor Gay Chisholm, and, and others that are on the line that are personal friends of mine. I've come to tell you, thank you for standing in the gap. And last but not least, but first, always in my heart, other than God, is my sweets and my children. I lift all of the children. I got a blended band, God. I thank you for all of them in the nation. Bless over your families, God. We thank you for the power, God, the resurrection, the resurrection, and the power dwells in you. That's the title that Pastor uh, 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 Julius Washington has given us tonight. And so we're going to introduce you to him and give all praise and honor and glory to God because this is an awesome, wonderful man to God. And I can't thank him enough for being on this podcast. I exalt God. God for being uh, my God. Amen, amen, and amen. So I'm going to take it off a share and just say welcome to everybody that's online. I thank God for all of you that are here right now. Uh, But that's Pastor uh, Julius in the background there. You see it. I'm switching over. Uh, but I, I just th- I can't thank God enough for what he's doing in our lives as he continues to give us the, the direction for this podcast and all glory goes to God. I thank you so much, all of my guests that are on right now, as we plead the blood of Jesus, thanking him for what he's doing, seen and unseen. And God, you are the God of my salvation. So I'm just thanking God for each of you that are live with us right now in Jesus' name. So uh, I just want to say thank you again to all the guests that are on. I, and I'm trying to see all the names. I may not see them all. First of all, I do have uh, Elder Jennifer Seals on. I got, uh, obviously, Pastor Julius and First Lady Mary. We also have, uh, is that Brother Lockett? And, and Sister Lockett there, God right. bless you. Uh, Sister Tamika Bledsoe, God bless her. That's the Chisholm, uh, excuse me, that's uh, Pastor Julius Washington, Mary's daughter. Hallelujah. Uh, we have Sister Tess Snipes all the way from Georgia. Hallelujah. Uh, we have someone, we have uh, uh, a deacon, uh, awesome woman of God, uh, uh, Mother Parham, uh, evangelist, teacher. Uh, she is just an anointed vessel of God that I've met on this uh, through another friend. Uh, and there's a 61819, uh, I'm not sure who that is. It may be Sister Taylor, but God bless everybody. If you identify yourself, if I haven't called your name, know that we welcome you and we thank you and praise God for you. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna read this about Pastor Julius Washington. Uh, we welcome him on the Tabernacle of Fire dwells in you. This is our podcast, AGS Ministry. Uh, We're on every Thursday. Our guest today is Pastor Julius Washington and First Lady Mary Washington. 
Um, and, and topic is the resurrection power dwells in you. Amen. Uh, last week we had Pastor Chisholm telling us that uh, the, it ain't about the, it's resurrection versus Easter. So it wasn't no blood or no rabbit. It was Jesus. Hallelujah. So we have Pastor Chisholm coming back to Pastor Julius coming today. The resurrection power. He said that was last week. He said power is in your name. So when you speak it, there's power. He gave a scripture text. If those of you have your Bibles, you can go to uh, Romans 8 and 9 through 14. Uh, about our guests, Pastor Julius and First Lady Mary Washington uh, from Living Hope Kingdom Ministry. Uh, they will celebrate their 38th anniversary on September 24th. And on September 22nd, First Lady Washington and the congregation will celebrate uh, Pastor Washington's 23rd anniversary as pastors, uh, senior pastor, shepherd of Living Hope Kingdom Ministry. They are proud parents of two loving children and grandchildren. Uh, he is a faithful man of God who loves worship and loves teaching God's word. Hallelujah. He is pastor. He is also the managing director, founder of 3Gen Services, a consulting and financial advisory firm serving owner-operated business, his own business uh, for a non-for-profit entities. He also helps non-for-profit entities. Uh, Pastor Julius Washington has an MBA from uh, J.L. Kellogg Graduate School of Management, uh, MA in Theology from McCormick School of Theology Seminary, and his BA is in Economics from Northwestern. Hallelujah. So we're waiting for him to write that book now. So it'd be awesome. <laughs> self Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, and so those of you that are on, we want to welcome you. So we just give you a, a virtual clap. Say welcome. Hallelujah. And I, I hope I did as well as my wife introducing everybody because she gets something on fire. So glory to God. We thank you, Pastor. I'm going to turn it over to you. We have your screen up. Your um, Behind this screen, you can't see it until you tell me to share it, but I right. will share your uh, document uh, that you're teaching from. I don't want to keep it up too long because then people won't see other people that are on. There's Brother oh, James oh, that, thank who's you. on yeah. with us, the prayer partner, so we're glad to see him. <clears throat> Amen. Is there anyone else that we don't know the name? If you want to just give yourself, uh, identify yourself real quick. We are live. We are recording, but we welcome everybody. Pastor Julius? Yes, sir. Friend, I'll turn it over to you. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Well, first of all, I just want to say hallelujah. Thank God for another opportunity to share his word. Thank God for all of you that have joined in on tonight. And as we are in the midst of this Holy Week, it's certainly appropriate for us to talk about the resurrection. Uh, it's coming up in a few days here. Uh, and I just thank God. And I hope that all of you do as well for, God, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. It was not a coincidence. It was the manifestation of God's plan uh, to redeem us from our sins. And I just thank God. It's the, I, for me, it is the best and, the, and, and the, uh, the, the should be the most celebrated holiday that we have on our calendar. Hallelujah. Even for me, even more, even superior to Christmas. And that's because the resurrection means so much. Hallelujah. It's one thing for Jesus to be born. It's another thing for him to die and to get up out of the grave and to be risen uh, from the grave. So we just thank God for the opportunity. I thank uh, certainly my good friend, a longtime friend now, uh, Pastor I'm sorry, I want to call him pastor, uh, Elder Anton Seals Sr. and his wife, Elder Jennifer Seals, 
who are the sponsors of this podcast, thank them for giving me the opportunity to share what the Lord has given me on today. And so we just, uh, Gloria, and I just want all of you to know, uh, this is not about me. This is about the word of God. And it's also about the spirit of this season. And so uh, I just really want all of you to be a participant. I don't wanna just be going, you know, and teaching and going through scriptures and my notes here. I really want to be somewhat in interactive. Uh, so to those of you that are on, if you have a comment or something, you know, wave your hand or wave or, or let us know, uh, or just interrupt me. And uh, we'd like to get you to uh, comment and to make a, statement or so forth. So it's not just you sitting there listening to me being a sponge for an hour. <laughs> I want you to, to you to uh, raise your hand and interact. Amen. Amen. Well, let me just start out. Uh, the, as Anton, I'll call him that. Uh, <laughs> I don't, we don't, we, he calls me Pastor Julius. I call him Anton. So uh, as my brother, Elder Seals, Anton Seals said, the, the title of today's uh, podcast teaching is the resurrection power dwells in you. And I must admit that I was uh, really uh, driven to this particular topic based upon the teachings of last week from Pastor uh, St. John Chisholm and his wife, Gay Chisholm. Uh, they talked about, uh, they talked about uh, uh, how it should be called Resurrection Sunday versus Easter. And, I, and for those of you that were not a partaker of that particular teaching, I would strongly suggest that you, you go to AJS ministry and tap, tap in and listen to that, view it or whatever you wanna do because it's a very powerful teaching. And it's something quite honestly that all of us in the kingdom uh, that are in church, that are Christians, we should know, amen? Because tradition, I, I, I always say this, that the enemy, he comes in as, as a deceiver. And what he does is he comes to distract. And so the distraction at Christmas is Santa Claus. <laughs> the distraction at, at, at Resurrection Sunday is the Easter Bunny. Uh, and so I just believe that we need to, as, as, uh, <laughs> as the, uh, the Chisholm said last week, uh, and Saint, uh, John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you or set you free. So we want God to set us free. And so uh, I was really motivated by that because my comment to them last week was that when you say Resurrection Sunday, you are already releasing power in the atmosphere. And so, uh, so when I thought about that, I just said, well, we wanna talk about resurrection power today. And I wanna tell you that resurrection power is not just out in the environment, out there, you know, in the atmosphere, it dwells within you. If you are a son or daughter of the most high God, I want you to know you have the same power that raised Jesus from the grave uh, out of that tomb. You have that same power residing inside of you. Hallelujah. The Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Let me stop. Let me I gotta get back in order so I can go through my notes here. Uh, but one of the things uh, I thought about, and I really pray about this before I started uh, pinning my notes. And the thing that I prayed for was that God would give me a sequence 
or an order that would uh, be sufficient, efficient, and also thorough to build as a building block process to get to the resurrection. Because I want you to know, uh, God is sovereign and God is omniscient and he knows all. And so we have to understand that God is a God of order and he's a God that knows all. And so from the very beginning, God had already set the plan in place for the resurrection to come about. I want you to know that that wasn't just something that just happened with the passage of time. It wasn't just something that uh, uh, spared a moment, a circumstance. No, no, God was, in, he is always in control. And for those of us that are nervous about what's going on with politics and all that, I'm here to tell you, uh, don't hit the panic button. Uh, you need to get on your knees and start praying because God is in charge. He is sovereign. The Bible says that uh, God holds the heart of the king in his hand. So I want you to know whoever sits uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue uh, in that office there, whether it's, it was Donald Trump, thank God he's gone. Uh, but now also uh, uh, we got Biden, Joe Biden in there. I, I want you to know whoever's in control, whoever's in leadership, I want you to know God is above them. God has created them. He knows everything there is about them. So let's trust God, but let me get into my notes. But what I wanted to say is this, that God is harmonious. And God also, uh, if we study the word right, he will tell us what's going to happen. I, I love that about the Bible. If you're a student of the Bible, you know that uh, the, old, the, the, old, the, the New Testament has a lot of the Old Testament in it. And a lot of what's in the Old Testament prepares you and builds you up so that you can realize uh, what's, what's, what's happening or what will happen uh, in, in the New Testament and also in the future past the New Testament. And so with that, I just want to uh, start. This is what the Holy Spirit gave me. Basically, the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, is the centerpiece. And I want to underline and stress that is the centerpiece uh, of the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus. And I want you to know that uh, Jesus came and yes, he was, I, and I always say this, he was 100% God and he was 100 percent man yes he was and when he came he, he came uh with uh, uh as a as a suffering messiah that's what he did he was a suffering messiah but i want you to know that without christ's death uh and burial uh we would be rendered ineffective and incomplete uh first corinthians the 15th chapter the 17th verse and this is out of the new king james version says this and if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are not, ye are yet in your sins. So that verse is telling us, and this is Paul writing to the church at Corinth, is telling us right there that if Christ wasn't raised, we would still, I want y'all to hear this, we would still be in our sins. That's a, that's a very powerful statement. So the, the resurrection is very key because it fulfilled the God's plan to bring uh, uh, re reconciliation and to redeem us from our sin, amen? So we know that and we need to understand that without the resurrection, there would be a major, uh, uh, major revision of all that's going on uh, in Christianity. 
uh, Christian theology would have to change. There'd be some major shifts and things that would happen. But I just thank God that Jesus did indeed rise from the grave and he got up and he said, all power of heaven and earth is given unto me. And we'll get to that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, one of the things that the spirit dealt with me about was the need for resurrection. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up into, you know, resurrection Sunday and him getting up. We uh, don't necessarily always do the study to go back and really uh, track how uh, it was prophesied, how it, how the need was established. And so whenever you're talking about foundations, you have to go to the book of beginnings. And so uh, the Lord took me to the book of Genesis. And in the book of Genesis, uh, hallelujah, we have the situation we know about Adam and Eve, how uh, God made Adam and then he made Eve. And, and I'm not going to go into that. We all know that uh, particular story in the Bible. Amen. But what I want to get to is the fact that God, when he made Adam and Eve, he did something uh, that was distinguished, that distinguished them from all the other of his creation. And that was he gave them dominion. He gave them dominion over everything that he had created. He gave them dominion, authority and rule. OK, and I want you to know that was important. That was significant. But when Adam and Eve sinned, okay, the dominion that they that God gave them, the rule, the authority that God was given to Satan. When they sinned, that was given to Satan. And so therefore, uh, God told them uh, that their sin uh, would result in death. And we have that in Genesis, the sep I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the second chapter of Genesis, verse 17, and also Genesis, the third chapter and the third verse. Uh, this is clearly stated in the following two scriptures. I want scriptures. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures to support what I'm saying, because I don't want you to say, well, Pastor Washington said, no, I want you to know that what the word says tonight. Uh, and so in Romans, the fifth chapter, the 12th verse, it says this. It says, wherefore, by one man, sin entered. I just said that. We know that that was that happened by way of Adam, right? I just read that, Oh, just said that. So it says, wherefore by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So not only did sin enter, and this is important, but also death entered, okay? So when he sinned, there was sin came about, and then also there was the indictment, if you will, of death on humankind because of that. So it says here, wherefore, by one man, uh, sin entered in the, in, in the world and, and death by sin. And, and then it goes on and says, and so death passed upon all men, for they all have sinned, right? That's what the word tells us. So this verifies that all of us, regardless of how good we are, okay, we've sinned. We, when we're born, we inherit the sinful nature from our forefather Adam, amen? And so not only do we inherit sin, but we also inherit death, amen? Mm -hmm. uh, so here, uh, so that's the first one that, that really proves uh, that uh, sin and death entered the world. Again, the need, we're talking about the need for resurrection, okay? And then uh, the second verse I wanna 
get to you uh, is, and this is one that I quote all the time. I'm sure you're all very familiar with it. It says in Romans 6.23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. Again, there's the connection between sin and death. Amen. Uh, he says, for the wages of sin is death. Amen. Uh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So here we're talking about what sin does, wages of sin uh, is death. But then it talks about the gift. I want you to know that our salvation and us being saved, it's a gift from God. The Holy Spirit is a gift from God. Hallelujah. So we have to thank God for his gifts because without his gift, we still would be in our sins. Amen. It says, uh, but uh, as a result of the sin and the death that came about uh, and that's been passed on from one generation to the next, uh, someone, someone without sin had to die uh, to pay the penalty of sin and uh, obtain the victory over death. And that person was Jesus, hallelujah, who is God incarnate. He, that's who he is. He's God incarnate. He's God uh, in the likeness of sinful flesh. But uh, uh, he, God manifested him. It was, he was part of God's divine plan to save us from our sins and to reconcile us back to God. Yes, he was. And, the, and this is one of my favorite scriptures I, I actually recite and share all the time with everybody. And that is 2 Corinthians the fifth chapter in the 21st verse. And that says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's one of my favorite scriptures because it just plainly says, hallelujah, that Jesus, hallelujah, died in our, in our stead. He died and took on our sin. And he did so, so that we could become the righteousness of God. I want you to know that our, the Bible is a verse in the Old Testament says, uh, though our, skin, our sins be as scarlet, God is able to wash them white as snow. And that washing is done through the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. We have washed pure from our sins. Not only just the sins you did today, but the sins you did yesterday are the sins that were done yesterday, today, and the sins that will be done uh, throughout the existence of mankind. I want you to know Jesus paid the ultimate price. Hallelujah. He gave up his life. He shed his blood on Calvary's cross for us so that we could uh, uh, be saved and that we could receive the forgiveness of sin. That's a powerful thing. And so we thank God for that. On Calvary's cross, Jesus took on the sins of the world. And when I read that in my notes, I, I have this picture in my mind. And I see Jesus hanging on the cross. And it says, and I think Luke, uh, it says that from the 12th to the, I'm sorry, from the 6th to the ninth hour, there was darkness across the land. I mean, this, and, and we all know that 12 o'clock noon is the brightest, supposedly the brightest time of the day. But it says that uh, from the 6th hour, which is 12 o'clock noon, uh, to three o'clock, they said it was darkness that covered the land. It was uncanny. And why was that? I say to you that darkness came because there was some ugliness that was happening on that cross. God had laid upon Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, all of the sins of the world. Can you imagine what that would have looked like? 
And so God, I just think, caused darkness to come about so people couldn't really see the ugliness of the sin that, that was poured upon his, his lamb, this is the lamb of God, hallelujah. So I just thank God for Jesus dying on the cross. But prior to taking his last breath, Jesus said something very powerful. He said, it is finished, hallelujah. That was in John 19, verse number 30. He said, it is finished. And in the Greek, uh, that, that, that phrase really means paid in full. Y'all hear that? So he said, it is finished, and that means paid in full. What was being paid in full? This was his proclamation that he had fulfilled his earthly assignment to live a sin, sinless life and pay the penalty, hallelujah, of death for the sins of the world. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about. Hallelujah. Obviously, Jesus had to die before he could be resurrected. And so he, uh, we all know, went through this horrific death. Uh, he was beaten uh, 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 unmercifully. Uh, he was beaten beyond recognition. Uh, yes, he was. And, and, and they, they say he went from judgment hall to judgment hall, and he did. And he had to deal with trumped up lies uh, that were uh, 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 people were lying on him. Telling that sound familiar? Uh, hello, somebody. Uh, uh, they had to deal with people lying, you know. And this, and, and and I always say this. Sometimes people get mad at, him, but it's true anyhow. And it wasn't it wasn't the naysayers. It was the church folk that did this to him. It was the church folk, the Pharisees, those that were well schooled in the scriptures and. And all of that, it was the church, the Sadducees, and it, and it was the Jewish people, his own people rejecting him. And the same folks that hollered last week, we had Palm Sunday, and they hollered, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest, and all of that. Uh, week, less than a week later, they were saying, crucify him, kill him. That's, what, and that's what's going on. So we have to recognize that what Jesus went through is really symptomatic, quite honestly, of some things that we go through in our lives, amen? We're not exempt uh, from uh, being lied on. We're not exempt from being uh, crucified, uh, you know, to some extent in our lives, hallelujah. But here uh, it tells us that Jesus said it was finished. And I want you to know it was indeed finished because he came, he lived and he died. He was buried and he rose. That's right, he came, he lived, he died, he was buried, and he rose. Yes, he did. Hallelujah. We thank God for that. Hallelujah. But there, I want you to know, as I said earlier, uh, God doesn't just spring things on us. He plants seeds along the way to let us know where he's going. And so uh, there are a number of prophecies about the resurrection that's in the Bible, a number of them. And so I wanted to highlight some of them uh, in particular uh, some of the writings of the apostles and so forth, uh, scriptures that really mention uh, and talk about uh, the fourth the forthcoming of the of the resurrection. Amen. Uh, as I said, the the Bible clearly speaks about uh, the resurrection being um, uh, intentional in scriptures. It, it was intentional. Again, it was not an accident. All right. Uh, and Luke, let me give a couple of scriptures here. Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 45 to 46, says this. Then opened he, that's Jesus, he's, this is Jesus talking. 
their uh, understanding, that they might understand the scriptures and, and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer. Yes, to suffer and to rise from the dead. Yes, to rise from the dead. Uh, the third day, amen, hallelujah. And as it relates to that, we know that Jesus himself prophesied about his own uh, resurrection. He says, um, he used the analogy of, 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 of Jonah, how Jonah was in the well for three days and then he was released. He used that as a, as a statement, as an object lesson to let them know what was gonna happen to him. Uh, so here, this verse that I just read in Luke really shares that with us. And then uh, uh, number two, uh, the verse I wanna share with you uh, that also bears witness uh, to the resurrection is 1 Corinthians, uh, again, a writing, this is the writing of Paul, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the fourth verse. And it says, and, and that he, that is Jesus, was buried and the, and, and he rose again the third day, according to the scripture, okay? So there you have two scriptures that not only talk about the resurrection of Jesus, but it also talks about the resurrection of Jesus on the third day. So they are in uh, agreement with each other about when that was going to happen, the third day, amen? I could preach a whole sermon on the third day, amen? But we're not going to go there tonight. Uh, also from a prophecy standpoint, the first uh, prophecy of the resurrection is actually given in Genesis, the third chapter in the 15th verse. This is the first prophecy uh, given about the resurrection. Um, and, and, and this is also, as you know, Genesis in these first few chapters is all about uh, the beginning of time and Adam and Eve and, and their sons and so forth. And here uh, in uh, the third chapter, 15th verse, uh, this is God speaking to the serpent after, you know, he's issuing out punishments uh, for uh, what had happened in terms of uh, the, the serpent's part of being used by the enemy to uh, uh, beguile uh, Eve to bite and then to get Adam to bite the fruit to disobey God. And so what happens here is God's issuing out punishment. So he says, listen to this, to the serpent. He says, this is what God says to the serpent. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, a heel, I'm sorry. They should bruise thy heel and that, and they, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So here it says, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, ultimately the seed of the woman that's being referred to here is Jesus Christ. Jesus was indeed the seed of a woman. And what this ultimately points to is uh, the, the virgin birth <laughs> uh, of Jesus, right? Because he is a seed of a woman. And so I want to point to, again, how uh, the scriptures kind of fall in line with each other in terms of that, you know, God creates the world. He makes man. He realizes man is going to sin. And so what he does is he sets a plan in place 
uh, for that sin to be uh, forgiven and for all of that. And so this all is happening because it's, it's a manifestation of God's uh, plan for us, amen? And so here he's telling the serpent uh, and he, you know, and he's cursing the serpent, but he's given a revelation to all of us here. He's given a revelation to all of us because this is the first mention of, uh, of the promise of the redeemer in Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. He said, it is the beginning of a long line of prophecies concerning the coming Messiah. Uh, the promised one would be from the woman's seed and the indication, as I mentioned earlier, of the eventual vir virgin birth of Christ. And let me read this because I, uh, I wanna make sure you get it. The, it says the seed of the serpent would be bruised, would bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, okay? So the, we're talking about the serpent bruising the heel of the seed of the woman, okay? So, uh, so on the cross, Satan bruised the heel of Jesus Christ, okay? He bruised the heel of Jesus. He bore our judgment upon Calvary's cross, and in doing so, bruised the heel, uh-huh, bruised the heel. Uh, though wounded, the damage done to Jesus was not final. Amen. Thank God it was not final. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not final. For he came back from the dead three days later. Yes, he did. The bruised head of the serpent uh, speaks of the final judgment of Satan. Okay. So this goes even beyond the cross. It goes even beyond it. It says, though Satan is busy in this world, please know he's a defeated foe. And ultimately, Jesus is going to be victorious. And guess what? Satan and all of his uh, demons are going to be locked up in, 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 the, in the lake of fire, put in the lake of fire, and so that they will not be able to do all that they've been doing up to this point. So we just thank God for that. But that was a prophecy that talked about the resurrection. That was a prophecy that dealt with the crucifixion of Christ on the cross, Okay. Uh, that's a prophecy. And so with that, we just thank God that he got up out of the grave. We thank God, hallelujah, that he got up and said, all power of heaven and earth is given unto me. Thank God for that. Now, let me, now that I've given you some background and kind of set the groundwork uh, for and giving you some history and giving you some Bible from the beginning to where we are now, let me now uh, dig deep into our focal scriptures uh, the text, which is taken from Romans, the eighth chapter, verses nine through 14. And before going forward, I always say this, and I always tell the congregation that I pastor, uh, that you always want to read scripture in context. It, uh, you, you, can, you can really get off base if you just take a, a scripture out of, the, out of the Bible and don't read the context, don't read what's going on, uh, before you read that scripture, what's going on afterwards, what's going on politically, you know, socially, uh, uh, spiritually, everything, all aspects of it. In order to properly analyze the scriptures and the Bible, you have to have context. And so I don't want to just dive into the scriptures that I gave you, taken from the ninth to the 14th verse in that eighth chapter of Romans. I want to provide you some context. So uh, starting with verse number one, it's very important. 
because it sets a tone. It says something that's very key for our reading of the rest of this particular chapter. Again, this is Paul writing to the church at Rome. And it says, it begins in verse one, it says this, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay, y'all got that? <laughs> no condemnation. And when you read that, no condemnation means um, uh, being innocent, being innocent uh, 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 of, an, uh, uh, of an accusation. Uh, it also means uh, being found not guilty. So I want you to understand that uh, there is no condemnation to us. So anybody that walks around, they feel uh, guilty or uh, they feel that uh, they're not worthy of what God has done for them and all that. You're not worthy, that's true. But I want you to know that in the midst of all of that, God wants you to know that, that because of what Jesus did on the cross, <laughs> you don't have any, any reason to be guilty about sin because he has washed away our sins. And yeah, I know you said, well, that's fine, pastor, but I still find myself sinning. You know what? God has made a way for that as well. What he has said to us in 1 John 1 and 9, he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I want you to know that God has made divine provisions for us to stay cleansed, to, say, to stay righteous and holy before him so that we don't have to walk around being condemned or feeling guilty. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, also, what's noteworthy in this particular verse, which is foundational, uh, it says here, uh, and I want to say it says, it says that uh, there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And listen to this, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, okay? And so we need to really understand what Paul is telling us here. So with that, let's define what flesh means. Uh, when, we, when we read the word flesh, uh, uh, the word flesh means uh, earthly human nature uh, of humankind apart from divine influence, okay? So when we talk about the flesh, we're talking about earthly human nature. And I don't know about you, but I think my nature is not, there's not a lot of good in my nature, oh. amen? <laughs> if we're really honest with ourselves at our core, you know, we are sinners, amen? And we are sinners that have been saved by grace, hallelujah. But I thank God, hallelujah, that he is able to cleanse us regards to what our sins, though our sins were as scarlet, he is able to wash us up uh, as pure as snow. Yes, he is, hallelujah. Yes, he is. So here, it just talks about flesh, and I need to hurry this up here, uh, uh, and then I'll open it up after I give these definitions. So flesh deals with humankind, our nature, our human nature, amen? Uh, that's one aspect. And then it talks about spirit. And if I want to draw your attention to this. If you're reading and looking at the text, you'll notice that spirit is in, with a capital S, okay? Anytime you see uh, in the scriptures, uh, spirit with a capital S, I'm telling you, it nine times out of 10, most times, almost 100% of the time, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, amen? So here, uh, when we say, so we talk about the flesh, which is human nature and human, you know, and that sort of thing. Then we talk about the spirit, capital S, 
and the and the spirit capital S comes from the Greek word pneuma, uh, which is spelled P N E U M A. It's on the notes there uh, in Greek pneuma, and and that that word pneuma means the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father and the Son. Hallelujah. So here, Paul is making a clear difference and distinction between what the flesh is and what the spirit is. And this is very critical for us uh, because it really to be a spiritually mature in God, you have to understand thoroughly and completely that there's a difference between your human nature and the spiritual nature and the uh, rejuvenated and uh, rebirth that you have experienced by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That is so critical. That's so critical. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here, when we talk about the spirit, it, 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 it refers to the Holy Spirit. Again, keep that in mind as we move forward. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I have to set that groundwork so we can move forward. Now let's get into the text uh, specifically. Uh, in verse Rome, in Romans, the eighth chapter, the ninth verse, it's also pivotal. Uh, and it says this, but we are not in the flesh. And, 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 and let me read it. But in the spirit, if so, be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not, he is none of his, none of his. So let me make one point here first. And that is that here we go with the distinctions. It says, if you're not in the flesh, okay, okay. So if you're not in the flesh, you're not uh, part, you know, and dwelling in and walking and living your life in your human nature, okay. Uh, but if you are in the spirit, that is, you are in God, you are in uh, uh, the, uh, what God is doing, uh, and you've been rejuvenated and you've been uh, 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 saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, it says, if you, uh, if, 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 but in the spirit, it says that the spirit of God dwells in you. Let me say this, and this is foundational for all of us. And I'm sure all of you on here that are Christians know this, but it bears stating anyway. And that is this, when we accept Christ Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, I want you to know that immediately, instantaneously, the Holy Spirit comes into us and takes up residence. Yeah. And that's why the Bible says, he said, old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. Why? Because the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit comes into you and takes up He dwells. Dwell means to live in, <laughs> to reside in. And so the Holy Spirit comes and resides in us. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful blessing that we receive from the Holy Spirit. Yes, he does. He comes and dwells in us. And that's important because by him dwelling in us, then uh, the righteousness, the holiness and all that can come from inside of us because he's dwelling there and it will manifest itself in how we talk, how we live, how we walk and so forth. Now, having said that, I just want to uh, open up. I got a little bit more to go, but I want to open up. Anybody have any questions or comment at this time? I've been going a long time here, 
uh, without giving you some opportunities to say anything. Anybody? You have yeah, take, your phone, take your phones off mute if you want to speak. Well, Julius, you. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you so much. I uh, I want to go back to when we were in Genesis. Yes. Uh, you know, my, my beloved mother, she she loved the Lord and uh, was trying to do her best, but it was so hard for her to believe that Adam passed down that sin to all of us. Was, <laughs> I ain't had nothing to do with that shit. <laughs> <And> her, it, <laughs> it was hard for her to accept that. And I think for the Christian body of Christ, we need to recognize that that's the truth. It is. The truth. We need to follow Jesus to deal with that. So right. uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of, I, I want to bless my mother, but I also want to bless you for taking us all the way back so we can understand the foundation where sin came from. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Chisholm. Appreciate it. Pastor Julius. Yes. I want to bless you for bringing up uh, Romans 8 and 1. <laughs> so many Christians walk around with guilt. Yes. They have such a hard time of letting go. Yes. And we know that we have been forgiven and there's no condemnation, but it's uh, sometimes hard for them to look back in their life and see the things uh -huh. that they have done. And uh, just somehow cannot recognize that they are forgiven. And so mm. they carry. Yes. Yes. And mm. so that's, that's something that we need to continue to teach our people um, yes. to help them understand that there is no condemnation if we are in Christ mm. Jesus. Amen. And we can live our life in the way that he would have us to live our life. So um, I'm glad you brought that out. Thank you. Oh, sure. You're welcome. Thank you for your comments. Um, God bless everybody. He got up. I tell you, my Savior, he got up. He rose. Right, and when you talk about the resurrection. You're talking about power. Don't be laughing at me, Elder Seals. We're talking about power. We're talking about how God went to the cross. He died and then he rose again that we could live. He lives so that we can live again. So when you talk about this power, when we talk about this resurrection, we're only righteous because he made us righteous on the cross. We're covered with his blood. And in his blood, we got sees Jesus' righteousness. So that's why we can come boldly to the throne. Every person has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every person. Every person. So when people talk about our sin, I've done all, we all on this line. Ain't none of us, ain't none of us, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. And if we ever get puffed up, well, all we have to do is go look in the mirror and God will begin to show you where you come from. And you have to back up and say, Lord, forgive me. We are all, hallelujah, come short of the glory of God. So when yeah. he died upon, when he, he died, see people, People say he died and that was it. If he died and that was it, uh-uh, uh-uh, then the gospel is right. a lie. But right. because 
He died because in Genesis, when he said, Pastor Jesus, like he said, because he said, I got a plan. I got strategic plan. And the enemy wasn't smart enough. Hallelujah. He wasn't smart enough because if he was smart enough to understand the plan, the divine plan of God, he would have stopped Jesus Christ a long time ago. He would try to do everything to stop the plan that God had. But he wasn't smart enough. Uh-uh. He wasn't smart. He could not out outsmart God. And so when Jesus went to the cross, hallelujah, he tried to tempt them in all points, all points, ah, all points. But what did Jesus do? He did not sin. He became sin. It didn't, I tell you, when I think about the resurrection, I get so happy. I tell you, I thank God that he died on that cross for Jennifer. Hallelujah. Other than that, there's an Antichrist live with Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you, Elder Jennifer Seals. Appreciate you. One, one of the things I want to share with you. Love her. One of the other things I want to share with you is, and I and this is that verse, uh, uh, Pastor Gay. Again, um, uh, this is out of the New Living Transaction Translation, the NLT, and I'm going to read it out of there, and and, and it brings more clarity. To the verse it says uh but ye are not controlled by your sinful nature you you are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of god living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of christ living in them do not belong to him at all <laughs> y'all hear that at all no one that does not have the, 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 the Christ spirit or the Holy Spirit living within them, dwelling in them, is not a part, it does not belong to Jesus. That's, 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 that's hard hitting, but it's true. Amen. And we want to uh, talk about truth. Let me move on. I, Jusha, I, I just want to comment on that because see, when he died and, and, and he told his disciples that when I go away, I'm going to send somebody for you. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost for you. So when he, uh, he the resurrected, when he ascended, he came back, he gave us that spirit. So of course, that makes sense to me. If you don't have the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost down on the inside, then no, you can't have Jesus because that's what he sent. That's what he sent back so that we can live right. So gotcha. Awesome. Woo, I'm still in that. <laughs> uh let's move on uh romans 8 chapter 10 verse uh it tells uh, julius yes go ahead go ahead go ahead uh, i, I want to also give us this uh romans 10 31 okay where it says i did quite this fits right in with what you're teaching okay romans go ahead. 10 31 says god has given us an so that is, you know, you can't say that I couldn't get out. God has made a way for us to get out. If we choose God's way, there's always a way out. Nobody can. Yes. To stay in there, rather getting out of there. Right. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Chisholm. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, again, in Romans, the eighth chapter, the 10th verse, it tells us that Christ lives in us. Christ lives in us. And, and, and I just want to say this comment that I'll move forward. And that is, you know, for the last year, uh, a lot of 
church buildings, and I intentionally call it church buildings, have been closed down. And, and, and ours as well has been closed down. Last time we had a uh, worship service in our building uh, is uh, March 15th, 2020. It's been over a year. And I want to say this. See, Christ lives in you. So I want to also say to you that the church lives in you. You are the church, not the building. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, God has helped me check myself in that regard because so many times we say the church is closed. The church is not closed. The church is never closed. As long as uh, there are live bodies of people, men and women, boys and girls that accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are the church. And wherever they go, that's where the church goes. It's not located to a specific address or location. Amen. So I stopped mm -hmm. saying the church is closed. Our building, the building, our place, mm -hmm. our worship center is closed uh, or has been closed. Uh, amen. But thank God we will reopen it on the 2nd of May. But I just want you to know that God, hallelujah, has, has put what we need to have inside of us. And so wherever you go, the church goes. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. uh, hallelujah. But uh, here, I want to get back to the uh, the text. Uh, uh, in, in verse uh, 8, 11, it, 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 it really gets to the heart of our message today. And again, the, the topic is the resurrection power dwells in you. And I know we're, we're you know, getting farther along in the time, so I'm going to hurry up. Uh, so forgive me if I'm you, going you, at a fast. We, we were 10 minutes late getting on. Okay. So but this is, uh, again, Romans, the eighth chapter, the 11th verse. Listen to this. It says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a powerful, powerful. It says that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in you, and that's what I want to say, the spirit of, 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 of Christ, the spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. And because it dwells in you, it will quicken. And that word quicken there means make alive. So I want you to know we are indeed dead in our trespasses and sins. But through the Holy Spirit that dwells in us and through what Jesus did on the cross, we are made alive. We are renewed. We are reborn. Hallelujah. So that's Hallelujah. a great thing that we need to yeah. understand and embrace because we're made alive. He quickens us. Yes. He quickens our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Uh, by his spirit that dwells in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, so I thank God for that. Amen. Let's move on along here. Um, uh, so make no mistake, it was the awesome power of God through the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And that same power, that same power dwells inside all those that have accepted Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You hear that? That same power dwells in all of you, all of you that are on this line, all of us that are part of the kingdom of God. That same power is domicile, has taken up residence inside of you, is living inside of you. Hallelujah. 
that's a powerful uh, a statement that we really need to embrace because it will it will get you through some tough times in your life. Let's face it, in life, you're going to have some ups and some downs. You're going to have some trials, some tribulations, some trouble. It's going to come your way regardless to whether you're doing good or bad. It doesn't matter. Uh, life just has a way of doing that. And so when life does come your way and troubles come your way, I want you to know that you can dig down deep and take anchor in this scripture and know that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. The power of God is, and it will give you the strength that you need to sustain, to persevere, to endure, even the hardships, even the tough times, even the things that are going on with you. Hallelujah. God is, I can tell you, give, I won't get into my own personal testimony, but I can tell you God is a keeper. He will mm -hmm. keep you. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit will strengthen you from the inside yeah. out. He won't allow uh, you to get defeated and get depressed and beat up and all that stuff. I want you to know God is inside of us and he's dynamic and he's powerful. Amen. Let me go forward here. And uh, uh, Ephesians 1 uh, verses 19 to 21, uh, the New Living Transactions translation says this. I too, this is the prayer of Paul for the church at Ephesus. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power, hallelujah, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor of God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Uh, and then in 20, verse 21, to finish it up, it says that uh, now he is above any ruler. This is Jesus. He's above any ruler uh, mm -hmm. or authority or power or leader or anything else, uh, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. So I want you to know this is power. When we talk about power, Hallelujah, we're talking about that word power in the Greek means dunamis. And that word is, uh, is, is, is an important word for us to know because dunamis is not just power. It is miraculous power. It is, the, it is a power. It is it's God performing miracle power. When we talk about Jesus getting out, I mean, that, that is supernatural. You can't tell me it's natural for a man to wake up out of the grave after being dead for three days. No. That's supernatural. That's dunamis power. That's the power of God manifesting, moving, hallelujah, in the midst of adversity, in the midst of our hum human uh, uh, life and world that we live in and bringing about things that defy logic and defy rationale. We can't scratch our heads and say, oh, yeah, that's this. No, you can't figure it out. Because why? Because it's miraculous. And that's power, that miraculous power that God uh, showed and demonstrated and put on display by raising Jesus from the grave is the same power that lives in you. It's the same power that dwells in you. It's the same power that keeps you each day. It's the same power that will give you healing in the midst of your sickness. It's the same power that will cause you to move forward in the midst of adversity and chaos. It's the same power that will bring you peace. 
It's the same power. That power dwells in you. Hallelujah. You. We are somebody ought to shout hallelujah. 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 Yes, that's the power. I'm going to stop right there. I got some more notes, but this is all good. Hallelujah. God knows. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, amen. Let me just conclude. I, I, I thought she was going to stay in that groove. It was sounding good to me. <laughs> no, you know what it's like to give a preacher a mic, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. We, we're not rushing it because we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. We can watch right. basketball for two hours. We can uh, shout glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Between Elder Seals and I, I, I closed the door, but I, got, I couldn't close it because I didn't want to get up. But the echo was bouncing. She's upstairs. I don't know if you're upstairs. Uh, no, you're downstairs. But but the, the sound is reverbing. And I don't know if you all heard the feedback, but it was bouncing in my ear. But I right. praise for, for your teaching, Pastor Julius. Uh, this is powerful because what, what, what I did was I looked up 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, 20. says, no. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? And when right. you said that's telling me, you know that you know what that does. Now you you you're messing with me, you're messing with me because it dwells in us. But we really are both spirit and man. We're physical yeah. and spiritual. And right. so you brought out today to understand that we don't belong to ourselves. This blood right. on Resurrection Sunday right. is to redeem us from, yeah. as you said, the only with the price. Redemption blood. You know, it's not yeah. no rabbit blood. It ain't no Easter bunny. Ain't no chicken, ain't no hogs. This is the blood of Jesus that we're talking about. And we've gotten so common. Elder Sims said to me, do you, do you feel the spirit of God in the atmosphere, anywhere around? Do you hear it on the television? No. I'm talking about the spirit, the power of God that you talked about last week when, when Pastor Chisholm was teaching. And then you said, you know, what comes to mind is, and I'm quoting, unquoting, but I think you said something to this effect. When when you say resurrection power, right? <laughs> you you talk about something that comes out your belly. That's that's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so when we say resurrection, no, no, resurrection power. You got to feel that. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm not trying to do elder mm -hmm. so You know what goes on up in here. So we just calm down. <laughs> thank, God. thank God for what you're teaching uh, for two weeks in a row. Uh, and this, this is not by accident. This was not planned this way. I actually asked Pastor Julius uh, to, to change the schedule when he worked with us to change his time because he was due next week and he wasn't going to talk about some other things that he's an expert in. And so that, that's his financial expertise. You know, we're talking not just a pastor, but we're talking about a wizard. We're talking about a man of God who has the spirit of the living God that, that was the vice president of banks and over operations mm -hmm. in banks and helping minority groups get money. So this, this is not by accident. We have people with expertise and we're just trying to connect the dots of the spiritual side of what we're doing back to the community because this is a ministry outside the walls of the church. So we thank you for who you are and Sister Mary for all your sacrifices. You know, oftentimes we don't we don't recognize the first lady. You know, she's just first lady. No, she's more than just the first lady. We're talking about a woman of God who has sacrificed and gave up her life to stand next to her husband. And y'all, he's not, he's a married, modest man. I'm gonna get off of him, but I love this brother like I love him and John Chisholm. These guys, they older than me, and they've been around longer than me. <laughs> 
But these guys are so powerful. And I, I think when you have friends that are in the word of God and stand by your side, so I, I just want to acknowledge that Deacon Nevels, thank you, Brother James. Are you guys and pray these men online who pray with us, James Young and Stanley Neville, who leads prayer as well? Amen. We welcome you to be with us. Hey, brothers. You, we thank you. We thank you. And I'm going to turn over somebody else because I got happy for a minute. So I got to do it, Jennifer. Come down. Now. Anyone else? You got to take it off mute. You can never you want to share some of uh, uh, Elder Young. I mean, I call him Elder all the time, Minister Young, Deacon Young. <laughs> uh, Tamika, do you want to share something about you your pastor, your, your, your daddy, too? <laughs> Hallelujah. I just want to thank you all for just inviting me to this. This is awesome. To I know it, you know, with COVID and everything, we haven't been able to be face to face, but this is even better just to see you all's face and just to get the word because when you absent from church for so long, even though the pastor said we are the church, but it's something about being in church too, in in, in the building and worshiping. Sure, absolutely. It's it's, it's so different. So, but I do appreciate uh, you all inviting me to this. Um, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, it's good to see everybody. It's good to hear everybody's voice, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting back in the in the church. I miss praise and worship. Oh my goodness, I miss praise and worship so much. But um, it's coming, so I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Can you can you can you hear me, brother? Yeah. Can you hear me, Brother Seals? Okay. You know, a uh, couple of days ago, I had problems with this uh, this computer. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm back in a mix now. Uh, hey, first man. of all, let me say, thank. I want to echo that sister's comments. Thank you for inviting me. Normally, I'm at, involved with my church's men's ministry yeah, on men's Thursday night. nights. Yeah, yeah men's night. But um, it was canceled. Hey. It was canceled tonight uh, in preparation for Good Friday services tomorrow. So... The thought occurred to me, who is this brother I'm praying with on Monday nights? Okay. <laughs> so that's right. That's right. So, you know, the Lord led me here and I'm thankful that not only do I get to, to meet um, the brother that I'm praying with, Brother Julius, Pastor Julius. That's what Brother Seals referred to him as Pastor Julius. Uh, I'm happy. I'm, 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 I'm content. I'm full. Okay, not only do I get to meet that brother, but I, I, I get to hear how he preach for free. <laughs> All right. All I had to do was sacrifice some time. <laughs> and also, he, see Deacon Nettle, Nevels. Yeah. So I, I'm blessed, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, got, I get two for one. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, well, you guys energize a lot of people because of your spirit and uh we thank god for fanning the flames that we're all ignited and yeah. and we often say things but when you when you feel that bubbling up mm. of the holy spirit that's a good that's a good thing yes sometimes you might feel a little dull and you have to need to get sharpened again right so thank you guys for sharpening me uh, Amen. 
I, you know, I'm not the most technical person, so I have a lot of trouble with these. <laughs> just thinking like Brother Young, uh, okay. So I try to make adjustments. So um, thank God for your your wives on by your side, and Amen. we just pray that that somebody may get even get this even down the line years from now that inspired mm, yeah. from this so uh yeah, thank you for your commitment and definitely a pleasure to put a faith with the voice but, uh, <laughs> amen. So god is god is awesome amen yeah, the, the beauty of this uh, for those that are listening and maybe on facebook live listening to us on facebook or zoom um Pastor Julius and I have been praying together every Monday and now Wednesdays for almost two years. Um, and 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 I met Deacon Neville through prayer. Uh, he's with New Faith Baptist Church. And the Lord told me to go stand out in front of these stores. And my sweet elder Jennifer Seals thought I had lost my, she said, you didn't lost your mind? <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't never did nothing like that. You go, you are gonna go out stand, and and so it changed the whole trajectory of my life. Mm. Um, and, and so, what has happened since then? And Stanley Neville's, uh, we can't see his face. He's sitting in the dark. And an awesome man of God challenged me, and said, "Seals, you need to be teaching. Mm. You don't need to be waiting on nobody to give you a place to teach, brother. You need to you need to get online and just start teaching. And 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 for a while, I you know I say yeah okay. It's like Pastor Julius told me years ago, and I think Pastor Chisholm, uh, <laughs> Pastor Chisholm uh, tried to get me to come and teach on worship and prayer. And and I said no, I don't, I don't feel that. Uh, and so at seventy years old, y'all, at sixty eight at that time. Um, Actually, the first prayer we had was in 2018, so it'll be three years this year. Mm -hmm. um, and, my, and and 30 people showed up um, that we never knew. The night before, there, were, there was nobody. But when you stand up on God's word, uh, God bless your sister Farland. When you stand up on God's word, you, you just expect and believe. Only believe. Only believe, my wife shaking her head, all things are possible, if you only believe. So sometimes you just He's doing that. He's it. Now, that's what my wife saying, stop, don't stop, just stop. No, I don't say what I feel. If it come out that way, I don't tell you to shake your head. Yeah. So the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost do that to you and make you, it, just trust brother, sister, whoever's listening. Grieve not the Holy Spirit that's in you. Pastor, that you're getting excited, brother, let that come out of you. There's power in this word. You said when you open your mouth and you said resurrection, Pastor Chisholm started this last week, that we changed the schedule to stay on tap with where the Holy Ghost wanted us to go. Yes. About resurrection and not, not just another holiday. Um, so I thank God for all of you. Um, I, I see Brother Randall Poindexter on, who has been a true friend and a brother in the labor of love for God that helps, he helps everybody he can. Uh, Sister Snipes, thank you so much for being with us. A friend of Pastor Julius from all the way from Atlanta. Uh, I want to ask uh, uh, the Lockets if they want to share something. They've been members and supporters and actively involved at the church at uh, Living Hope Kingdom Ministry. If you want to share something, please do. You got to take it off mute. <laughs> 
Help him out. Help him out. Help, yeah. Okay. Yes. Amen. I'd like to say good evening. Um, God bless you. God bless you, uh, Pastor. And uh, I just like to thank God for this moment, you know, this moment of truth. And um, my pastor really spoke out his heart, and I really uh, enjoyed that, Pastor. And uh, Pastor Sears, you you one of the kind. You one of a kind, really. And I always <laughs> tune in on you. So I just want to thank God for you, your prayer, you know, for my son, and, and you know, I just, I just, uh, I just want to thank God for you, for all of y'all, mm. you know. And I want to let you know, uh, Pastor, I had my first shot today. All right. Amen. Amen. And, and uh, <laughs> thank looking up, <laughs> and I feel wonderful. Amen. A young man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, we, we thank we thank God for you, um, the Lockett family. Sister Lockett, did you want to share something? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, yes. Um, I truly thank God for tonight. I truly thank God. I went back when um, uh, Pastor sent the invite, and I watched and I listened to the March fourth session, and oh my God. It was on fire. It was on fire. I really enjoyed it. And I found myself listening to it twice. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say, I thank God for my pastor, mm -hmm. Pastor Washington, truly a man of God, a truly a man that is leading his sheep. He's leading us as he followed Christ. Right. We're following him. Right. I thank God. Um, I will be listening in again, you know. I thank God, Amen. even during a pandemic, God has made a way for us to stay connected. Yes. We're not in the building, but as Tamika said, we can still see each other's smiling face. Yes. And oh, I yes. too am looking for uh May the 2nd. When we go back in that church, it's not gonna be the same. All we're right. going into a building. All right. But we're going in there with some Holy Ghost fire. Hallelujah. So watch out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm excited for all of us. Uh, I'm thanking God. I, I'm, I'm messing around trying to learn how to put you live so people can see who's talking. Um, and so I'm, I'm just pressing buttons <laughs> and excited about learning more about that. Thank you so much for that comment. Uh, one of the things I want to always do is stay focused because uh, and, and, there's so many things that go on. You're a host. You, you move from just being the teacher. Uh, there's so many thoughts that you got to make sure that you stay focused on the topics and not take it where you want it to go. And this has been such a powerful lesson that needs to be taught more and more and more so that we can bring Christ back and that he's, he is the supreme God, that he is the almighty God. And we need to worship and adore him because he is God. And so I'm excited and I'm, I'm really holding myself back. Uh, one, one, some, someone on this line, several people said, brother, when you get to preaching and teaching, you, you get so excited, it's like telling somebody to jump on the train at 100 miles an hour. Uh, come, get, come on, get on, say something. You, you gotta you got stop, Russell, and let us on. So uh, I thank God for you. Thank God for this podcast. Is there one more comment? God bless you, brother Randall. I lost Sister uh, Parham. I wanted her to close us out in prayer. I don't think she's still here. Who is uh, 1819? 
It's a cell phone number, 1819. That's David. That's one of our members, David Higgs. Brother David, you want to share any words or comments? David, welcome. You've been on for quite a while with us. We just want you to, to welcome you. <laughs> Sister McFarland, did you want to share anything? I Pastor. think Sister Sykes just said it was powerful. That's Pastor McFarland. Oh, Pastor McFarland. I'm sorry, Pastor McFarland. Thank you. My cousin. She's a pastor. Amen. Amen. Pastor, you wish to say something? Um, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh yeah, I'm from uh, Massachusetts. And uh, wow. I've, <laughs> I've been listening in, and it's a blessing. It's my first time listening in. And uh, I will definitely be back again to hear um, the, the messages. And this has been, it's been good hearing, just seeing people from, from uh, Pastor Julius's church and uh, seeing faces. So it's all good. So I thank God for that. Amen. We thank God for you, Pastor. Thank you for, for dialing in and Zooming in. Um, is there anyone else before we close out? I see uh, 3705AS. Uh, I think we can hear you now if you speak, because for a while it was just trying to connect to your audio. You want to identify yourself? Can you hear us? Tamika, you got to take it off mute. Tamika, you got, you're on mute, Tamika. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, I don't know if he, can you hear us, Dave? Oh, okay. Did you want to share anything, Dave? Dave's being shy. Okay. Well, that's all right, but he's present. So he, he can be quiet. We appreciate him and thank God for all of you. Um, God bless you. We thank you all can I, uh, can I Can I make a little comment before we close? Yeah. Uh, I don't want us to miss this. These two teachings, as, as Pastor Washington said, these, these teachings is the essence of Christ. Yes. There are no other teachings that need to be taught to the body of Christ. And I, I just want to say in my heart, I pray for my brothers and sisters. You're freezing up. There will be ministers going to the pulpit. Hmm on Sunday and lift up Easter. And I just pray that this truth will, will come to them because I know Juice and I, I, I know you feel when you get that fire of resurrection this Easter. And I just pray for all of my brothers and sisters that someday this truth will, will come to them and they'll recognize the power that dwells in resurrection and not in Easter. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 Well, we, we, we thank all of you. Thank you so much for that, because that is that's what's missing. And I really think the Holy Spirit, I think God is speaking to the world uh, that we return unto him in spirit and in truth. For they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And I think the world has gotten so far away uh, that we put all the pressure on the pastors. And we don't come to church prayed up. We don't come to church um, uh, in the spirit of worship. Uh, we just come to to dance and to shout, and that's and I'm challenging people to to discover the real power of God before you get to church and see what happens. Uh, and I, I ask you all to continue to pray for this podcast as God directs us, the Holy Spirit leads us. Uh, some phenomenal things are happening, 
Um, I, I was thinking of teaching next week on faith uh, and discovering that 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 you are not your own uh, coming out of Resurrection Sunday. Uh, but I had a conversation with a gentleman from Jerusalem, and he's excited about Jesus. But and so I'm going to talk with him again tomorrow. Uh, but I'm be led by the Holy Spirit. But God is opening doors. And, and we don't want to close it because we may not think the way they think. But I want to hear him and see what it is. that is this of God? And so everything that we do, everything that you do, get, make sure God gets the glory. Amen. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say that. Um, uh, Brother Randall Poindexter's on. He, he, he's not showing his face right now. But he has been a true helper. Uh, is a man of God. Uh, just awesome. Uh, he always steps up whenever I'm in help and need of anything. When I was sick, he would come get me and just take me to get me out the house. So I thank God for how God has surrounded me with men and women who love God. Pastor Julius, you know how much I appreciate you all, uh, everybody on this line. Sweet, you know how much I love you. So I thank God. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask my wife to close us out because I'm getting long-winded and it's 825. And uh, so we we will. Good job. Can't hear. She got a phone. Amen. We will be back on next Thursday and next Tuesday at two o'clock teaching on uh, faith. Miss Wiggleworth on faith. Tuesday at 2 o'clock and next Thursday we'll announce our special guest uh, first of the week. But God bless you. Peace of God be with you. Thank you all so very much. God bless you. Thank you again Pastor Julius. Thank you First Lady Mary Washington. And to all of you, God bless you. Good night. Until we meet again. Good job, Brother Julius. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. Amen. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm.